2: welcome ladies and gentlemen to episode number 10 we've hit double digits of the daily face-off podcast once again i'm your host brock segan with me as always are my two co-hosts michael beebs Bondi.
0: Hey Brock, how are you doing today? And hey DFO fans.
2: <laughs> and Dylan D. Berthium. What's happening Brock Segan? Not much. Uh, Again, busy day in the show, but somehow uh, Thursday all the goalies were confirmed by like 2 o'clock, which was... Uh, yeah, it's a good day. Hmm. Yeah, it's different. It was a nice day. It was, uh, it was a good way to start uh, kind of the, the weekend, I guess. Usually after this it's a pretty smooth sailing. So For all those DraftKings players who like to have their early lineups in. Exactly. Uh, makes it a little bit easier to create those lineups. But I uh, understand that you boys uh, suffered a pretty tough loss last week in fantasy hockey. Can you tell me a little bit about it? No, nope. uh, I, I mean, things nope. happen, and, and, and things happen. Yeah, well, uh, in <laughs> case you guys weren't aware, um, the host, Brock Seeing, was taking on the co hosts last week and uh the host walked away with the victory and a case of beer on christmas so that's uh that's what happened there so Philip, Boyce. boys well, you um, know what
0: fantasy sports is all about bending the odds in your favor and sometimes uh no matter how much you bend them they're still going to break the other way sometimes so. <laughs> Dude, that was uh that was quotable it's just that's, just that's what quite right there. it's quite the analogy of <laughs> yeah. fantasy
2: sports um but i also understand that you guys are going through a pretty busy time right now as well uh you're still children and it's exam time how's the exams going boys
0: yeah, um, see, I'm always one of those people who's, like, like, people
2: are just not even going to believe I go to school, but I like exam time, because it's, like, you don't have to go to class, so you can just sleep yeah, no matter what. Easy. Like, yeah, you have to study, easy, but, like, but, you can
0: yeah. do it in bed
2: and in boxers. And, easier than is
0: easier yeah. than writing papers and stuff,
2: too. Yeah, so, yeah, no, like, it's as long as, time. As long as you're not, like, going to school to become a doctor, I like, exams really yeah, aren't, like, that self-move. difficult.
0: To be honest, I'm <laughs> done after tomorrow, so, uh. <laughs> yeah i got two on saturday i am rather excited but uh, i done all the assignments now anyway so that's nice mm-hmm.
2: well you know i appreciate i'm sure all the dfo fans appreciate you guys yeah. coming out on a busy thursday regardless Stay of your school.
0: yeah <laughs>
2: but uh boys we got a lot to cover uh a lot of fancy hockey topics to cover today um i brought back one of um uh, i think my favorite segments that we did earlier in the year brought it back here for episode 10 but i also kind of meshed it together with another segment um I brought back legit or not legit, but I kind of mashed it together with over under. I've got uh, about ten questions here regarding some of like the the bigger topics across the NHL, guys that are really hot right now, guys that aren't so hot, uh, and we also cover some some pretty important goalie uh, topics. So let's jump right into it. The uh, we got legit or not legit two point oh. You guys ready for Which, it? Uh, yeah,
0: we should make the distinction just so there's no grammar police out there. Oh. We know it should be illegitimate Did it last time? But yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Not yeah, legit, it's more to. fun. You gotta do it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, thanks well, for... I mean, try saying legit or illegit, like, just over and over. Yeah.
2: Not... And, like, if I... Like, I, I feel like if I said illegit, it just doesn't get my point across. No. Like, no, he's not legit, that is. <laughs> That's how you gotta do it. Yeah. But are you guys ready? Yes, sir. All right, let's get into it. We gotta... Uh, we're gonna start it off with one of Biebs' favorite players... And we're talking about Evander Kane out in Buffalo. He's uh, heating up a little bit now. Um, it's probably about time for him to bust out the tracksuit. But <laughs> my question is, will Evander Kane finish the year with 25 goals or more? So 25-plus goals for Evander Kane. Since it's your boy, Biebs, we'll start with you. What do you think? Um. I thought you should mention uh, a little stat we talked about earlier, Brock. You said uh, he would have to score kind of at like a 30-goal-per-game pace. Yeah, so I guess I should have mentioned that. He's got six goals in 18 games right now. Um, To reach 25 goals, he would need to score at a 29-30-goal pace for the rest of the season. Yeah, um, and uh, and something that I actually—I mean, obviously, I'm a complete homer on this guy, as you guys can tell through like the episodes and through me calling him my sleeper and just overall my love of Evander Kane. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think he can do it. Um, he's uh, he's had two multi-goal games um, in his last four games, and he's one of those guys who gets streaky. I think uh, I think he's kind of he's starting to feel like himself again. He's playing a ton of minutes out in Buffalo, like 22 average. Um, I know that even a couple nights ago, he played 25 minutes almost, and for a forward, that's just a lot of minutes. And uh, for a guy who shoots a ton of pucks at the net, so uh, I think 25 is pretty reasonable. Again, 30 on a season clip, I, I thought he could do that before the season started. So uh, nothing's changing on my boy Vander in his tracksuit. Tell you that. <laughs> yeah, no, he. Uh, I know you love him, and uh, I am not really surprised that you said yes. Uh, Beef <laughs> or D? What do you think?
0: Uh, I think he definitely could. Um... I'm not surprised to see how Buffalo core, Buffalo's young core has improved already through the season. and I mean, I don't think anyone would be, be surprised to see them playing at a higher level as the year goes on. Um, I, I still think 20 is probably a little bit more realistic, given his slow start and the time he missed at the start there. But um, I could definitely see it happening, but I think he's probably going to fall closer to the 20-goal range. So you're going to go with not legit not legit, but I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens.
2: Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I wouldn't be overly surprised because um, I've watched quite a few Buffalo games this year, actually. And he's ex- like he's such a fun player to watch. He plays with a ton of speed, especially with uh, Michael now, too. Yeah, and he played mm-hmm. uh, he played really gu- uh, well against the Red Wings the one time, and like he scored two goals against us. I wasn't very happy about that, but. Um, I just don't believe, it's not a lack of belief in his talent, but a lack of belief in his ability to stay healthy. We've seen that yeah. uh, become an issue over the years, so I just don't think sure, he'll play, yeah. I, I feel like he, he'll you know miss a couple games here and, and there, and that'll probably be uh, his downfall as to why he won't get to 25. Um, but again, still a great player, should definitely be on your fantasy team, you should be excited to have him, but I just don't think 25 goals is gonna, is going to happen. Um, probably I would say the hottest player in the NHL right now is Mike Hoffman. Would you guys agree? One of the yes. hottest players. Hottest scoring players. Goal Oh uh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's insane right now. Um, he's so my question spider. to you, he he has 15 goals right now. He's on pace for an incredible 51 goals. He's
0: um, not on pace for that. There's no way, because he missed the, he missed the time, right? No,
2: he's on pace, I'm pretty sure, for 51 goals. Okay. I checked it out. Either way, is he is he going to finish with 35-plus goals this season? Um, yep. With his head start, he needs to score at just a 30-goal pace to get to 35. So, D, we'll start with you on this one. 35-plus for Mike
0: Hoffman? Uh, again, I think this one is going to be close. I, I think it might be a little bit too far out of range. Not that him scoring at a 30-goal pace is definitely uh, unheard of from this point on. He dropped 27 and 79 last year uh he's definitely continuing to show that he's a legitimate offensive threat in this league he's got 42 goals in 103 games dating back to last season so it's been really impressive what he's done so far and he's got that nice hot start but uh, i wouldn't be surprised to see him fall a little bit short again probably closer to 30 than 35 Mm, so uh, i'll say no but i think it's gonna be close Beeps, what do you think?
2: Yeah, um kind of kind of following that same path. Uh, one thing I noticed about Hoffman is he can't seem to get any respect from his coaching staff. It seems like I mean, he's taken off the top line. Um, just, just yesterday, um, or uh, sorry, on December 8th. So that'd have been full well, time this air. That'd have been Tuesday. Um, he's taken off the top line and, and then that was after like a couple straight, yeah, what five straight games of goals. And, and in between those five games, he had eight goals or seven goals, which is just ridiculous. And then they, they go and they put him on like a little kind of, kind of, uh, let's not say crappy, but I, uh, they just put together pieces, second line, just took him right out of his element. I mean, he still scored, but, um, but um, it, it, I think he's going to fall short just because of uh, of what seems to be they don't really want to toss him up there. He's if he does play his way back up there, obviously he's going to score a lot of goals. But again, I see him definitely uh, going in for regression. Um, he's a he's a great goal scorer, but I just don't see 35 happening. That's a lot of goals. Yeah, 35 is a lot. And uh, D, you were a little bit right. Um, he was actually only on pace for 49. Because I thought he could play 82 games, but he can really only play yeah, 78. So he's on pace okay, for 49 yeah. instead of 51. Yeah. Okay. But um, 35 goals, I don't know. I think he can. I mean, nobody even believed in him last year, and he had 27 goals. Uh, and now he just needs to score at a 30 goal pace for the rest of this year. He needs 20 goals, and it's only like, it's not even Christmas yet. He needs 20 goals to get there. So I think that he, he will get there. I mean, he, he's got a hell of a shot. He plays the point on, on their top unit most of the time. Um, and he likes to let it go. So I think that it, it'll be, you know, extremely close. I don't think he'll get 40 or like the 49 that he's on pace for, but I think he can get to 35. Yeah. Um, here's another guy who last year we were all like this, where did this come from? And this year we've talked about him a bunch, how he's like the most obvious case for regression, but Nick Foligno has actually turned it around recently. Um, is his resurgence like? Do you guys believe in Nick Foligno to keep going this year? Like, do you think he should be owned in in all formats, or or do you think that he's a guy that's gonna just you know get hot for a couple weeks and then just see you later? Uh, Biebs, we'll start with you on this one. Um, I think he's just getting hot, and we're gonna smell you later. Uh, I even wrote on my on my on my sheet here just a giant meh. <laughs> to uh, to his resurgence, just so I don't I don't I don't know I don't really see it um, I don't really see it uh, happening again. Well, not at least to like last year's uh, standards, where he had what was it seventy points and uh, yeah seventy three I think yeah, and he was an absolute uh, fantasy. Beauty across the board. But, um, no, I I think uh, I think he's, he's playing in that second line. It looks like they want to keep um, um, the combo we all wanted to see together with Saad and uh, and Johansson up there. So well, Saad just worked his way back. Saad played two yeah. games in the fourth line. It's like, yeah, which geez. is a little bit crazy. So, it's um, just torts being torts. Yeah, torts isn't yeah. like torts, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, I see Foligno um, kind of just... I mean, he's had a couple hot games, but I don't see it I don't see it uh, going through. Again, um, if you're in one of those thicker... No, not thicker league. We'll say like a 10-team, whatever, basically. He's probably worth having at the end of your lineup. And uh, he plays two positions. So, also, duly noted. Duly
0: noted. I like that. That was well known. D, how about you? I don't think we should ever expect the 70-plus point pace we saw last year. And, I mean, we all called that coming into this season. He was definitely one of the most obvious... Uh, cases of regression that we, we thought would happen, but I, I do definitely think he's still worth a fantasy spot, especially playing alongside Johansson and Saad right now. Well, he's not now. He's playing right now. He's
2: playing with Wenberg and Hartnell. Jenner's playing with Saad and Johansson. But like, dude, he could be there tomorrow. Like, Torres changes his lines every day.
0: I thought you said he was before the show.
2: No, no, he's playing with. He's playing in the top six. It's on the okay. second line. Well, like anyway. they, they change their lines every day. Like the other day, he was playing with Johansson, but then he got bumped down when Sad went up. It's just, it's a mess.
0: Well, I still think fifty points and twenty five goals is pretty realistic seasonally expectations from him, and that's definitely worthy of a fantasy spot. And yeah, I think he probably has potential for maybe a little bit more. But like we said, his underlying numbers last year kind of called for this regression. But I I, look, I do think he shouldn't be on free agents. He's probably worth having. Yeah. No, yeah. And,
2: and it's nice it's to it's see him turn it around. Too. He's a pretty good power play guy, too. On A power play that was pretty good last year. He shoots quite a bit. Um, I mean, as long as he's in the top six, I mean, Torts keeps changing his lines. But it seems like Torts uh, seems generally like Felino. Like we said a million times already, he's not a 70 point guy, right? He's more of a 50 point player. And a 50 point player is definitely worth having uh, on your fantasy roster. Yeah,
0: especially when they lean a little uh, more towards the goals and the assists. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's crazy. That's the one thing that. I mean, he's got three goals in his last four games, but he's only got. Like, prior to that, he only had. Yeah, he's only got four in the year. So prior to that four game Mm -hmm. stretch, he only had one goal in his first 25 games. Like, so. Uh, he he's probably available on quite a few waiver wires, but I'm sure he's starting to get scooped up, and he should be if he's available in your league. He's definitely worth a pickup. Um, as much as I don't love him, he's worth a, he's worth a roster yeah. spot. Mm-hmm. And and he he fights quite often. Well, not quite often, but he does get a lot of penalties. So if you did yeah, one he, of those leagues that has that ridiculous penalty category, then he'll drop the mitts for sure here and there. Um, here's the crazy stat: I, I came across my phone last night. Justin Falk set a <laughs> Hurricanes franchise record for most power play goals from a defenseman in a season with 11 and it's December it was December 9th when he did that 11 power play goals it's not even Christmas like crazy sets the fran- like I mean it's again not a franchise that's been around for that long but still like to set that record this early in the season is pretty incredible <laughs> Took um, it from
0: Paul Coffey that's what a
2: uh... So really? Got, yeah, that's Jeez. what I just read. <laughs> well, ju- so Justin Falk already eleven power play goals in the season. That would put him on pace for an absurd thirty-two power play goals, which obviously Jeez. is uh, yeah outrageous. But my question to you guys is: Will Justin Falk finish with twenty-plus power play goals?
0: Uh, we'll go with you on this one, D. Uh, I would be pretty short with this one. No, <laughs> I think that's kind of ridiculous. The most he's had before this year was seven. Uh, we've obviously seen him improve pretty drastically the last couple of seasons. But he's still shooting double his career average right now, 12.4%. <laughs> and hes I, I believe you said this, Beebs, He's got no... Like, all of his goals have come on the power play. Yeah. yeah. So far, no, right? he doesn't have a single level. inch yeah. He also has uh, 90 shots. Too. Yeah. I think this is just kind of a crazy uh, little run he's on right now. And I do not expect him to get nine more.
2: Yeah. So,
0: yeah. yeah. No.
2: Not no, not going to get nine more. Okay. <laughs> uh, Beebs, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean... This man shoots the puck a lot, um, so it kind of seems like uh, like the Car- uh, Carolina might have figured something out and just uh, gone to the let Justin Falk shoot everything system um, when it comes to at least the power play. And um, I think because of that, I do think he can um, he can eclipse, or I think he could do 20, but I think it's going to be a tight 20. If he does do it, it'll be like he'll land on the 20, 21 mark for goals. And like I said, only reason is because he is clearly the number one option uh, to be shooting that puck on the power play. And, um, and I, yeah, I don't I just, really uh, see many people overtaking him. For that, like any uh, superstars on the off on the front end who are gonna who are gonna outshoot him or anything, and this guy's got a wicked wicked bomb. So, um, um, I love him back there. He's an absolute jam on power plays. So, uh, I don't know I give him I give him right around twenty, um, which I, isn't far off from D's. I know that for sure.
0: I would just say that I would expect teams to really start adjusting to that. I, we've seen kind of outliers like this before on the back end, guys like uh, Sheldon Surrey, Brian McCabe, Dion Phaneuf, even in his rookie year, who come in and shoot the lights out uh throughout the beginning and maybe for a full season at the top of the power play and eventually teams just start sitting a person on top of them especially in carolina where there's not a lot of other options i could definitely see that being a thing where falk just starts being faced with a guy and is uh right in front of him and just uh all day so he's got i think he's teams are going to start making him pass more on the power play yeah uh i think we the one thing we've talked about
2: quite a, quite often is that uh with situations like this it's like they get such a like, a good head start that it's almost... It seems doable. It's hard, yeah. um, There's just so much hockey left to be played that, I mean, if you can get 11 in two months, why can't you get nine more in the, you know, f- the next
0: three months because, or whatever? Because, I mean, usually, like, the best D-men in the whole league get nine for the full season, so. Oh, yeah, it's, like, like, 20 is extremely... That's, I mean, that's what I was yeah. saying. Like, last year, he had a great season, and he had seven power play goals, so it's ridiculous what's happened so far, but I don't... Yeah.
2: I mean, he's third in the, N- or third in the NHL among defensemen in shots... Um, but like even the guy like Brent Burns who's got 127 shots, nowhere close to to 11 power play goals. I mean it's pretty crazy. I was just looking at two. He plays. He is where did he go? 12th among defensemen in power play time per game. Um, so obviously like you said, Beeps, he is a, the top option. He's the top option on on the Hurricanes. Uh, he leads the team in power play time. But I just 20 power play goals is crazy. I mean 20 goals that'll happen. But just I mean it's hard to say if they're going to come at even strength or on the power play. Yeah. Um, so twenty power play goals, I'm gonna say no, but twenty goals just all together, I'll say yes. What do you guys say for just a flat twenty goals? Do you think you can get yeah, there? Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's a lot
0: more realistic.
2: Yeah. Twenty power play goals. I mean, if he gets there, that's just insane. Like he's just been a fantasy stud like the start of the year like in, in leagues that count you know, PPGs and, and even just power play points. It's PPGs like, and PPPs. Yeah, he's yeah. been uh, he's been ridiculous. I mean, he's only what twenty three years old. He's really established himself as an elite defenseman at a, at a pretty young age. Is he really that young? Yeah. Yeah, he's twenty three years old. Captain and, America. Uh, yeah, he's got to be. He's got to be one of the best, if not the best, like American born defenseman going right Absolutely. now. Absolutely, he's, he's been mm, yeah, been I mean, fabulous. Buffy. Um, but yeah, twenty three. Yeah. It's just it seems like he's been around forever. But he's uh, I mean uh, he's the solid. hurricanes the hurricanes don't have a whole lot of things going for him right now. But he is definitely one of them. Yeah, um, it's funny because it looks like their back end might be one of their strengths in the end with like Noah Hannafin and him yeah. back there. Yeah, for sure those two for are going to be good for a long time. Um, another cornerstone of a franchise is Connor McDavid. Obviously, uh, he's been out for for a while. Um, it's been six almost. Almost six weeks now. It's um, been that long. Woo. Yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, but my question is, do you think that he'll play 55-plus games this season? So I'm going to break it down for you like this. He's already played 13. There's 53 games left on the season, so he can miss 11 more games. If he returns on January 4th and plays every game through the rest of the season, that'll land him at 55. Do you think that he'll be back? I guess the real question is, will he back? be back before January 4th? Beebs, I'll start with you. Um... Okay, well, I'm going to kind of dance around your question um, because I do think he'll be back around January 4th, but I don't think he will play the 55 because I don't think he's going to last the whole season, Um, even if he does come back. Crushing my dreams there. Sorry, I think they're going to, uh, I think it's either going to be that he is either going to get some small, significant injuries. The guy's still tiny. Um, And uh, (laughs) you never know. All it takes is one hard hit to just knock him out for a couple more days. And I mean, a couple days could be the difference between 55 and 54. And if he gets 54. I called it wrong, so um, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna go under on this one. Just uh, I don't I don't see it likely happening. I know they announced that he is ahead of schedule on his return, but um, but I don't know. Um, I just I, they still it doesn't seem like ahead is really anything because they don't they don't have any timetable or anything still going. So so um, you're going under on the 55. I'm going a hard under. I'm sorry, Brock, and your fantasy teams. Ah, oh, damn. Ah, uh, <laughs> D, make me uh make me a little happier here. What do you think?
0: Uh, I'll take the over just. Yeah. I think he's going to be back, like, really before too long. Because January 4th, that would be nine weeks from when he first got hurt. And uh, they came out, what was that, like, last week? And that's the only report we've really heard about it since. Just ahead of schedule, Just saying that he's ahead of schedule. And nine weeks would not be ahead of schedule, right? So I I would expect him to be back at least by the time the NHL returns from its Christmas break, just based on what we've heard so far. Um, So then obviously minus a setback moving forward, which I kind of thought about that too, but I he's been hurt his last two, the last two years obviously uh last year he broke his hand in that fight and then this year with the what's he doing hand. fighting a eh? guy <laughs> so i it's been a i don't know to me those kind of seem like more like one-off injuries they don't necessarily speak to him being injury prone or a conditioning problem the broken bones so I, I like you said he is young though but i i i'm hopeful that he can do it so uh it'd be nice to see anyway so i'll take the over with the 55
2: i'm glad to hear it. i'm definitely taking the over uh but like i think i think we it was patrick Kane last year and he was back i think in eight weeks we talked about how he came back and just torched the. i don't
0: think i i don't know my miraculous. impression was always like more of like a two month injury right like yeah six to, like six to eight weeks was what i had in mind when i heard it. it like
2: you gotta you gotta think too right like it's two months is a long time like that gives the bone a long time to heal i mean, if, if if he can do it and a guy as young as mcdavid i think he could be back in eight or then nine weeks in, in january fourth's case so mm-hmm. i think that he can be back right around new year's i think that's what a lot of the oiler fans are hoping for um so i'll say he'll be back by by new year's and he'll play the 55 i just want to mention uh Today I tweeted out, obviously, early. I was just like, how fired up is everybody for episode 10? And Bagged Milk, he's a guy from, he writes for Oilers Nation, huge McDavid fan. And he tweets, he's like, how often do you fantasize about Connor McDavid? I do it all the time, like right now. (laughs) That was his fantasy hockey question for the week, so I thought I would just mention that. And I think we're also going to get him on the show next week because the Oilers seem to be trending in the right direction here, especially from a fantasy perspective. We're going to have him on. Uh, and talk about you know Anders Nielsen and uh, probably cover a lot of Connor McDavid because he absolutely loves them. Um, they also <laughs> have a great podcast going over at uh, Oilers Nation. It's the North by North, uh, Gre- North by North fancy, or not fancy podcast, but hockey <laughs> podcast. It's more of an Oilers thing. Um, I butchered their name there, but they're, it's hilarious. Uh, I'm quite jealous, actually. I've told the boys before, like they get to drop f bombs and all that every every episode. It's hilarious. I'm like, oh my god, I need, we need to be a podcast like that, but. I'm going over, D's going over, answers. back to fantasy hockey. <laughs> Kyle Palmieri has 12 goals right now, and I know I knocked this guy at the start of the year. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Kyle. Um, but, boys, do you think he'll finish with 25-plus goals this year? Uh, D, will go with you.
0: Um, I'll say no, although I do think it's definitely a possibility. Uh, he is shooting abnormally high right now at 15%. Uh, But he's just gotten off to such a good start, he could potentially regress some and still make it with all the opportunity he's seeing right now in New Jersey. And I mean, it's just uh, so hard to speak against the Devils right now. They've done nothing but outperform everyone's expectations. So it's, but I'll, I'll say no, but I do think it's doable
2: yeah uh I know I knocked the hell out of the devils at the start of the year and I'm starting to just feel bad because they're just really just blowing everybody away like it's it's crazy what they've done but Beebs, i'll let uh, I'll let you go because I know you told people to pick Paul Mary up a couple weeks and I was looking uh pretty a couple weeks ago I was looking pretty smart so do you think he'll get twenty five plus yeah and I'm gonna give you uh I'm gonna give you a response I've been waiting since you just brought it up but yeah I I, I had to do one I'm sure you can bleep that out but uh just to make Brock happy um no I do think Kyle Palmieri will uh totally crush that 25 plus goal thing maybe not crush but like 30 maybe um they brought him in for quite a bit of money and we all sat there and went huh so um clearly they were thinking something that we were not um he's uh he's the guy out there Michael Camilleri as well and uh they're looking like uh, peanut butter and jelly right now, working working pretty <laughs> solid. So um, I definitely like him. Um, I think he's. Uh, I think he kind of started off uh, not slow, but it just seems like slow for what he's been doing recently. So uh, if he can keep that recent up, um, no reason why he can't do the twenty five and uh, and then some. Yeah, uh, just to build off what you just said, they actually traded for him, not signed him. Just sorry about Yeah, they sorry. Uh, but yeah, totally. what I do want to mention as well is, who would have thought coming into the year that the Devils would rank above <laughs> the Penguins? Like, the Lightning, the Flyers, and the Ducks in in scoring. Like, they're 21st in the NHL right now, and all those teams are below them. It's like, who saw that coming? Yeah. Like, if somebody predicted that, shit, they should play the lottery. Uh, But I'm going to say, yeah, I think he can do it. Uh, He's the shooter on their top power play unit. He's got a great shot. Um, So just the opportunity alone, he's playing um, averaging like two more minutes per night than he was playing in Anaheim last season. He's getting a hell of a lot of opportunity. and, And like you guys said, I mean... The Devils are just, they're doing it. They're they are outperforming what everybody expected from them. So, um, yeah. I mean, Camillary has been hot. Stempniak's played well. Henrique's had a really good year. Um, Sajak's coming back from an injury. Elios is back. I mean, they've got some pieces that are, I guess, better than we thought. So I'd say Paul <laughs> can get 25. Um, I guess. But sticking with the Devils now, we just talked about them, uh, how good Camillary's been. Uh, he's over a point per game right now. Do you guys think he'll finish the year with 70 plus points? We'll go back to you peeps. Uh you can talk about the jam or the peanut butter. I don't know which <laughs> one he is. <laughs> uh, I, I'd probably go jam cuz it's a little bit more sour sometimes and so is, <laughs> so is my cavalarian. So is uh so is the thought of him scoring 70 points in a year, but um I mean, like you said earlier, uh like when guys start out so well, it's hard to it's hard to even imagine them getting less than uh, than that. But um, Mike Camillary, I don't think he'll do it. I do see him hitting the 60, 65 mark, but I don't see the 70, 70 point mark. Um, obviously, he's the guy, and he's proving me wrong. But um, again, he's a guy who who can get hurt here and there. Um, you never know when that can happen. I obviously don't bank on injuries, but um, but yeah, um, I don't think Mike Camillary uh, will do that. Um, if anything, um, I see. Kyle Palmieri taking over as the offensive uh, number one out there. That's ridiculous. I'm <laughs> <with> that <laughs> Joking, <at all. laughs> but uh, Lee Stefaniak has been looking good. I see him showing regression. He's kind of a reason for a lot of Camilleri's success as well. So, um, so I could definitely see him slowing down a little bit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if Palmieri is going to be the offensive catalyst. <laughs> not or the or offensive, I think the best yeah. player on that team's got to be like Henrik. Man, he's a yeah, beauty. He's, he's had a good great year. This he's hurt. As well. He's not playing on Friday against the Red Wings. But yeah, that's a um, big loss. D, what do you think 70 points for mr 33 year old michael camilleri
0: well i do think he's been the best player on new jersey this year um, for sure and i am a big fan of camilleri i've picked him up in a couple of leagues this year pretty early on and he's sitting at 30 points in 28 right now but the reality of the situation is the man hasn't topped 50 points since 2009 yep. with montreal hasn't uh, topped has under- 70 I'm... since 08 yeah <sighs> that's, that's going back years It was a lot further than I expected. I I guess just with the goals he's had, he's been above 20 goals pretty consistently the last few years. I kind of thought he was doing better than he has been. Mm -hmm. But his underlying numbers are okay. He's a slightly above positive possession player right now. And like Paul Mary, he gets great opportunity in New Jersey. Um, I just don't trust that scoring rate for him to finish with 70 right now. But like Beep said, I wouldn't be surprised if he tops out at around 60. Yeah, I think what the most surprising thing is is
2: I know Camilleri is like one of the guys I actually said will be fantasy relevant in New Jersey this year. And it's just strictly because of how much he actually scores. Like he's never put up a ton of points. But he's, you know, he's had back-to-back 20s. He had 26 and 27 goals the last couple of years. And yeah. that's that's when he's missed time. That's the, the main thing. I don't think he'll get to 70s because he's hasn't played a full season in years. Actually, he's never played a full season in his career. But he's, had, <laughs> he's played 81 games and stuff. So whatever, yeah, I'll give that to him. But like he hasn't played 81 Long games season. since 08. Um, he doesn't he doesn't stay healthy uh very often. And right now the one thing to note is that he's got nineteen apples on the year. He's on pace for fifty-six helpers. Like he hasn't had fifty assists in his life. So I think the goals will continue. I think he has a chance to again be another twenty five to thirty goal score. But I think uh I don't know. I just really don't I just really don't know uh what this guy's gonna do. I don't say seventy points. But we got uh one last no, two more questions. Uh we got Connor Hellebuck, he's been a revelation out there in Winnipeg. Three and zero to start his NHL career. Starts again tonight, which is Thursday. Do you guys think Hellebuck will start fifty? Or sorry, thirty games this season? Um, just a just a note. Um, he would need to start fifty percent of the remaining games this season to to hit thirty. So, uh, D, we'll go with you. Do you think Hellebuck can hit thirty starts this season?
0: Well, there's o- there's obviously a couple of things that need to happen here for that uh, for him to hit thirty. Uh, he he definitely needs to keep holding his own and. Establish himself as their number one option right now for as long as Pavlik is out, which he's done so far, just outperformed Hutchison. And uh, he's going to need to play good enough to really warrant being kept as the number two. And that, I mean, if he's kept, that's pretty much saying that they're committed to getting him at least half the starts, right? Because otherwise they wouldn't keep him up to back up. So, um, yeah, I think it's really we're really going to see how it folds out over the next few weeks before Pavlik comes back. But I think it's definitely a possibility. Uh, it's just, I, I, I almost don't want to say yes. Cause it just seems like it's going off a uh, too small of a sample size right now.
2: Yeah. That's the one thing I was going to say is the sample size is obviously really small. Um, we've talked about them a lot recently, um, because for, for obviously good reason, um, the one thing I could see happening is it's very similar to like the Anaheim situation. They could look to move somebody like like Pavlik or Hutchinson. But I mean, I just if if anybody's going to get sent down, it's it's going to be Hellebuck. That's the only thing that scares me. I mean, he has played great, and if Winnipeg wants to be a playoff team, if he keeps playing well, they're going to have to keep him right. Like they can't just send him down for yeah. the sake of sending him down and then go with uh, Hutchinson and Pavlik and start losing games again. So um, it's it's weird. I think that. If he stays with the team, he's staying with the team to start at least half the games, like you said, D. So I'm going to yeah. agree. I think that he can hit 30. It's just you really have to see what's going to happen. I'm going to say yes just because I think that he's really their best option right now. Like, Beebs, what do you he's, think? Yeah. Um, I I mean, you guys just hit so many great points there. Um, I, I say no, but the only reason is because of that reason that I don't think that he'll stay up just because I think they know that they can toss him in the minors just for the year. Maybe he's their guy next year kind of thing. Um, but again, it's so easy for him to take over that role and get those games easily almost. So, um, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a great, great toss up question, but I'm just going to say, just to be devil's adv- advocate here, um, get sent down to the minor, c- minors, reshape your game, your backup next year. Yeah. I then think that's we'll know in a question. few weeks because yeah. he's really
0: going to need to hold at least like a nine fifteen to a He's going to have to continue to, to play himself. well for sure. Yeah. He, and just like, not just well, but like really well and consistent, right? Cause they. It's got to build up that faith, but we'll see. you got to think, too.
2: Like, I wonder if somebody like Hutchinson will get placed on waivers or something with the hope that he'll get through. I mean, we've seen it with kari Ramo. He cleared. Uh, we've seen it with yeah. a couple goalies this year. I mean, I don't think Hutchinson necessarily would make it through it could happen uh but i think that's probably their only option if they want to go to hellebuck but uh we'll do one more question here real quickly uh very similar situation like i said john gibson and anaheim will he start 40 games this season um right now it looks like they're pretty committed to him uh, i mean anderson i think is healthy they're just keeping him out because of gibson's amazing play so he would need to start 63 percent of the remaining games in order to start 40 um what do you guys think i'll start with you on this one biebs 40 games for uh, John Gibson um, well as we know as I mentioned last week I do not want John Gibson starting so because um, I, I do have Anderson so um, I don't think so I think uh, again I've I've mentioned this before the original plan was to have Gibson down um, we don't know what's going on with what we do it's uh, well, we know kind of that he is sick um it's something it's something flu related and it seems to kinda of knock him back quite a bit. But uh, I do think he's gonna take that role over. He was the one shining uh knight and shining armor they had when their season was kind of looking like it was gonna start off in the in the gutter. So um I think he's um I think he's gonna take his role back. Anderson I mean um, but, at, uh, again, it's just like the Hellebuck thing. If they don't send him down, they leave him up there, easily he could do those 40. And uh, they could easily just be going back-to-back every single night. So uh, so it, it's tough, but I just say no, just because um, I want Anderson to start.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think the only way this happens is if Anderson gets hurt again or has, seriously re-aggravates or his recovery is extended by a long margin. Just because Anderson straight up hasn't played well enough to say Gibson is definitely going to take over the, the lion's share of the load. So I think like best case right now is for Gibson to take half the starts.
2: Yeah, I think it's the same boat. It's like if he's playing so well, what are you supposed to do? You got to give him the starts. Like
0: I guess, but like like I'm they've got already so much invested in Anderson. And he hasn't played bad at all. Like they have no reason to just hand the keys over to Gibson entirely. Like, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. I think best case is we see a timeshare coming out of Anaheim.
2: Yeah. I think that, I think Gibson's here to stay. I think I mentioned it last week. I, I, I Hugh Dobin or Anderson, like I know they're actively trying to trade both of them. Um, Anderson only makes like, uh, like $1.2 million. I think he's an RFA at the end of the year. So a team might be looking to, to get some insurance and goal with somebody like that. Hudobin again, he makes uh, just under 2.3, and he's a UFA at the end of the year. So somebody, again, in need help in goal. I think one of those guys is getting traded. Gibson's here to stay. I mean, I don't think that this is what the way they wanted to go. It's not the route they wanted. But, I mean, if he's winning you games, he's got to stay. So I'm going to say that he won't start 40 games. I think it is a little lofty, um, but I think he'll be just under that. If, as long as he stays, I just don't see him going down. But, boys... Um, that first segment is I uh, ran a little long, so we're gonna head to break here. Give you guys uh, another new Blue Stones tune to listen to. Then when we get back, Stones. we're gonna hit you guys up with our injury report. Of course, we'll give you guys each a waiver wire pickup and some DraftKings help for Saturday's contest. So enjoy the Blue Stones, and we'll see you guys back here in a minute.
0: So 10 of the Daily Faceoff podcast. I'm your co-host, Dylan Berthium. We hope you enjoyed that fresh track from the Blue Stones. Now it's time for the injury report from none other than our host, Brock Segan. Take it away, Brock.
2: Thank you, D. All right, the injury report. Uh, pretty much everybody's least favorite time of the show. Adam <laughs> Henrique, uh, he's had a pretty good year. We've mentioned that. Surprising devils. He will not play on Friday, but he hasn't been ruled out for Sunday, which basically means that's not that serious of an injury. At least I don't think right now. Andre Pallad, I actually just confirmed him. He's on the ice for warm-ups as we speak. He will be back in the lineup today against uh, the Senators. So, triplets will be reunited. Hopefully, that sparks uh, Tyler Johnson, Kucherov, and basically that whole team because they've been in quite the lull this season. Absolutely. Uh, Sergey Bobrovsky was placed on IR today. He's expected to miss three weeks with a groin strain. So, basically, uh, Curtis McElhinney is like their starter right now. So, that's... uh. It's dangerous. Basically, like in DraftKings, just like pick anybody who's playing against the Blue Jackets because McElhinney is bad. But so, say it, Biebs. Who's off the case? Bobrovsky. You're off the case. <laughs> He's off, off the case cake. for three weeks. So uh, yeah, taking a leave of absence. A lot of Vaps, donuts. <laughs> uh, Dan Hamus out and definitely will undergo surgery to repair a facial fracture he suffered last night. Took an absolute damn boil blast off the. <laughs> Off the face, just <laughs> never. Yeah, and imagine Dan, Dan, blow- see, or Dan Boyle was 10 years younger. That thing would have literally blown his head off. It would have went right through him. Uh, Logan Couture, he was only two games into his return from a uh, broken fibula, left Wednesday's game with a lower body injury and did not return, um, there was video of it, he kind of just like went into like this, like into a little battle, but like literally was like no contact, and then you saw him just like gingerly go to the bench, and he just didn't come back, so a lot of uh, a lot of worry there for in San Jose and uh, Couture owners that maybe he did something weird to that leg maybe it wasn't quite a hundred percent so uh they did have an update on him today so keep an eye on that in the coming days as we head into the weekend um gabriel landis was a scratch um last night uh with a ba- due to a back injury so michael grigorenko replaced him in the lineup uh no update again on landis cog um today so again same same thing as couture just keep an eye on him and last but not least pascal dupuis mm. pour him out for your boy some <laughs> Pascal Dupuis forced to retire from the NHL mm. because of med- medical complications caused by the blood clots uh, that he had last mm. year. Really just uh, a great dude from everything I've read. A lot of people, mm. uh, pretty sad to see him go out the way he had to go out. Had a good career, um, though. Yeah, good year. Uh, no, not, sorry, no. not so your good a career, year. I was but, like, what year? Yeah. No, a yeah, good career, not a good yeah, year. Got uh, to see Sid in action. Pretty good, uh, pretty good dude from all, all things I've read. There's another injury that I wanted to tell, talk about, but I can't remember who the hell it is. So, whatever. Is it, uh, Pay attention. Dubnik's not going Get on healthy the road you. trip this weekend. So Yeah, uh, Dubnik's not going on the road trip. That's the one. Darcy Kemper is uh the starter right now. They have a back to back, so we could see we can see Nicholas Backstrom for like the first time in forever. Ever, Coming. This is guys, the first time since he had a starting role somehow
0: stripped away from. Dude, him. I can't believe he's still a thing.
2: Yeah, like maybe they'll just like bring Josh Harding I'm back sure and he'll just be back guy. in the yeah, lineup. What has he been I'm doing while well? he just has been like healthy all these times? Like Nicholas just just skates, just practices, and does nothing. Okay, so the last time, the last <laughs> time um, we saw um, Nicholas Backstrom was January thirteenth of last season. He gave up six goals on thirty-five oh, shots oh. and a seven-to-two loss in oh. Pittsburgh. Oh. Last year, he had a 305 goals against and an 887 save percentage. So if he does start on Saturday or Friday, the 37-year-old should be stacked against on DraftKings for sure. Which is a slight um,
0: decrease from his 302 goals against the year before.
2: Yeah, brutal. Um, but speaking of DraftKings, let's get right into it. Um, this weekend... We have a uh, DraftKings contest as usual on Saturday, but DraftKings was so kind to decide to call me an expert. Um, So this weekend, yeah, Yeah, we're we're doing an expert pool this week. I think they're being a little, uh, a little nice with that title. I don't think I'm an expert by any stretch of the imagination. So you're
0: saying you're an expert?
2: (laughs) No, I'm not an expert. DraftKings says (laughs) I'm an expert. That's what (laughs) they. So you're saying you're coming out
0: again? (laughs) What interview is that? Who was that? I don't know, Uh. (laughs) I don't know. Sorry. Is that what
2: you're saying to me, Brooksy? But anyway, so since it's a beat the expert pool and you guys got (laughs) to go up against the expert known as me, um, let's give our listeners some pointers, some DraftKings pointers to kind of help them kick my ass this weekend. Um, so what we're going to do here is basically we've outlined one player, um, that is an absolute must own for Saturday's game as well as our favorite Mm -hmm. line to, uh, to stack. So, uh, Beebs, we'll start with you. Who is the must own for you this weekend? Um, my must own also plays on my must stack line, but um, I just kind of uh, got lazy at that point. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, because that's that's kind of what fed it, and it's uh, Joe Pavelski. You mentioned Couture going down um, the other night, and uh, and that's uh, that's that helps Joe Pavelski, I think, because it means he's still. Well, he was the number one number one goal guy out there, but he's still Joe. Or actually, your favorite player. I can't believe I didn't. I forgot to mention that. Uh, yeah. yeah, Joe Pavelski, one of yeah. my favorite. No, I don't no, know he what- is. Brock's favorite <laughs>
0: player. Nobody.
2: Yeah, but um, but the reason I literally picking, don't even own his jersey. The reason I'm picking Joe Pavelski is um, it's kind of been laid out throughout this episode. But uh, Minnesota is on a back-to-back on Friday and Saturday, uh, as mentioned. Nick is not traveling. Nick Backstrom. Nick Backstrom looks like he's gonna be starting, and uh, um. I- Yeah, one of those those two games. And either way, I don't think Darcy Kempfer is that solid of a goalie. So uh, I think it's it's Joe Tam out in San Jose this weekend um, on your DraftKings sheets. So uh, Joe Thornton, Joe Pavelski, grab those two guys because I think they are absolutely going to dominate Minnesota being super tired on that second Saturday game. So that's my guy. Yeah, that is uh, West Coast back-to-back, never fun especially when you go in there without Devin Dubnik and Nick Backstrom. Oh, man. I think they'd be better off putting the Washington Capitals Nick Backstrom between the pipes. <laughs> but, uh, D, who's your must-own tonight? Or not tonight, Saturday, sorry.
0: Um. Well, I guess if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Nichushkin over in Dallas. Uh, Going to talk about him more in a bit, but basically he just moved up to that top line with Sagan and Ben. And his value is lagging a bit behind of that. So as long as he's on that top line, I would say definitely pencil him in Saturday night. To what is really kind of a weak lineup, there's not a lot of dominating matchups. I think Biebs pretty much highlighted the only one that really seems to be like it could be tilted one way or the other. Um, But I also don't mind the Islanders in Columbus on Saturday night. Um, I'd probably take a look at, obviously you have Taveras and Okposo, And Taveras is actually kind of reasonably priced for one of the the upper tier players in DraftKings. Um... And then if you're looking for value guys, also Brock Nelson still floating on that top line next to Tavares. And Franz Nielsen has been just on fuego recently, holding down the second line pivot spot and playing first line D, actually. So Yeah, he he uh, likes that point.
2: Yeah, uh, you know what? I picked Nielsen a lot because he's just, he isn't that expensive and he's just so consistent. Like, he's one of those guys, Alex Galchenyuk's kind of this, like very similar. They're not all that expensive. But you can basically, like, pencil in, like, four and a half points to your lineup, like, every time yeah. they play. But, yeah, uh, Nachushkin, I watched uh, their game against Carolina on uh, Tuesday, and he looks really good. Goal and two assists. He's got uh, two goals, three assists since being moved to that top line. And uh, prior to that, even when he was not on the top line, he had two assists on the two games prior to that. So, Nachushkin definitely, uh, his yeah, his salary is still, like in the basement so he's definitely a, a good player somebody whose salary that is not in the basement whatsoever ridiculously expensive but still must own brent burns we yeah. highlighted it nick backstrom sucks minnesota's <laughs> gonna get dummied and brent burns here's a crazy <laughs> stat for you guys i mean like he we've already talked about how much the guy shoots how much he how dances sick his beard in is how much he dances in warmups. So Burns has averaged five point nine DraftKings points per game over the last month. That is more than any player in the so NHL, not defenseman, time, even goalies. Yeah. Well, I well, guess like, goalies po- like skaters, lead, right? So yeah, and like any skater, like that's more than Jamie Benn.
0: <laughs> like half the time. Yeah. Sometimes I <laughs> care, but that's
2: man. more than Jamie Benn, Tyler Seguin, all Mike Hoffman. All these guys five point nine per game. He's got 13 points, 6 goals, 7 assists, and 14 games over that span. And again, like we said, great matchup with the Wild on the back-to-back. Uh That's a ton of those not .5 the most, shot points, too, which are just yeah, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Not the most reasonable uh, of prices. Obviously, he's expensive, but, it, I mean, he, he's just, just an absolute beauty to have on the back end. Uh, he'll probably be relatively highly owned, but maybe not because of how high his price is. I have Brent Burns in my lineup all the time, and he's definitely going to be in there on Saturday. That's just the expert pick right there, you know? <sighs> But uh, I guess you guys both already kind of talked about the, your lines to stack, right? Like, do do, do you have anything else uh, to say about uh, the Sharks there, Biebs? Um, Nothing other than the fact that Carlson's playing uh, playing the uh, the third spot there on the line. Um, and that's Melker Carlson, um, for those of you who uh, who are getting your Carlson's mixed up throughout this league. Um, and he's uh, he's going to be super cheap, so he'll be a good winger. And he's playing uh, besides Pavelski and uh, Thornton. So just kind of keep an eye on him out there. Uh, again facing uh what's gonna be uh we're, we're pretty much calling it out as an automatic loss for the for the wild right? <laughs> it's gonna be so bad when like nick Basham goes in there and, and just, pitches a shutout and they yeah, win like 5-0 <laughs> you know what's happening shut you.
0: out you know what's happening the guy's just been waiting i'm
2: probably just gonna start him as the as my expert pick that night just to go against everything <laughs> just gonna fade the sharks yeah. because we have just pumping them so hard but anyways uh again do you have anything else to add to uh to your line stack there out in uh, in Brooklyn?
0: <laughs> no, I uh, think if Okposo and Tavares are both nice, uh, kind of higher value guys, and like I said, Nelson and Nielsen are both good guys to target lower. Yeah, I like to go
2: uh, like I. Sometimes it's not even so much just the like stacking a specific line, but stacking like a power play. Like I like to do that a lot with uh, instead of paying for Tavares, I like to just take Nielsen and Oposo because at least you still get the like Okposo like line with Tavares but then you also have Nielsen who has, you know, good line mates as well and he plays uh they all play on the same power play so I like that Yeah, he plays the point on the Yeah, map, he's yeah. uh he's just great. But uh I I went with Montreal. Um damn, I don't even remember who they play against. Um but anyways, Galchenyuk is uh, like I said I already I mentioned him reasonably priced and he just all he does is just put up consistent numbers. Um I think that they play against the uh yeah, they play against the Senators which um, the Senators are a really good offensive team, but they Craig Anderson he literally gives up like three goals a night. Like, so there's going to be scoring in that game. It'll probably be a high scoring game. So um, I like the the Montreal line of Patrik Galchenyuk, and Sven Andrigetto. I don't know, probably were, That was it. so
0: fluent. It just, just don't say it again. Andrew ghetto. I just think it's oh, awesome that? that
2: his name's got ghetto in it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> You're pretty so gangster name, but anyways, Okay, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Galchenyuk reasonably, <laughs>
0: I'm so who.
2: <laughs> Galchenyuk's reasonably priced and a safe bet for three and a half to five and a half points. Uh, Patcharreddy's been held off the score sheet for three straight games. Plays against the Red Wings tonight, so hopefully it's four straight games. He's the elite winger on that line. He's a little bit more expensive, but it's a pretty uh, cheap line when you really look at it. Galchenyuk's reasonably priced, like I said four times, and then Andradeo is—he's uh, <laughs> like twenty-eight hundred, so it makes uh, it makes salary a little more, you know, digestible. Um, but anyways. <sighs> that's it good luck to everybody trying to beat me this weekend in the beat the expert pool again I appreciate draftkings for pumping my tires a yeah. little bit but uh, the expert let's apparently out. just is now the I'm uh, <laughs> just
0: dropping words like digestible
2: and it's <laughs> an expert phrase, bro. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Uh, anyways, let's give the listeners a couple waiver wire pickups. Uh, I mean, we didn't, we haven't done it for a couple weeks. Just some guys that we're targeting on the waiver wire. Talk about them quickly, and we'll get into the Twitter questions, and then uh, let them listen to some stones. So, uh, D, we'll start with you. Who are you targeting on the waiver wire right now?
0: Just mentioned him briefly in the DraftKings segment, but uh, Valerian Achushkin is un- undoubtedly the hottest pickup in fantasy hockey right now. Uh, he's at 31% uh, as of right now, which is Thursday night, uh, pre-puck, and he's shot up about 18 in the last couple of days uh, after being promoted to the top line, like uh, Brock mentioned earlier, alongside Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn last Thursday, so in three games, Brock also said this pretty sure, two goals and three assists, and uh, so definitely really encouraging to see, and obviously him staying on that line moving forward would make him, like, pretty much uh a very very viable fantasy option to say the least so i'm just gonna here's a quote real quick uh from lindy ruff after that first game uh when they asked they asked him about uh moving to to the first line and potentially keeping him there ruff said i thought he did a great job he just keeps getting better and better there's no secret if you keep playing well you're going to get to play which is just music to anyone's ears who picked up new in the last couple of days so it sounds like as long as he's going to produce he definitely could see himself staying along that top line which is exciting to say the least.
2: Yeah, that's uh that's a nice thing to say uh, about a guy like that. I mean, uh, Someone like Lindy. Yeah, Lindy Yeah, high about
0: praise from, uh, yeah.
2: and it, I think like the one thing too is that Man. he's not ne- he, Lindy, like it's nice to hear that cuz Lindy's been pretty hard on Nichushkin, I'd say mm-hmm. through his first couple years at the NHL. Like playing on that top line we've said it before anybody who plays on that line's worth ha- owning in fantasy. Um and the just an absolute like just a monster too like six four the talent he has yeah, yeah and he's just got tons of skill so um on that top line i think it, it, it's the best case scenario for dallas having patrick sharp not on the top line helps like right now he's playing on the third line they have three really dangerous lines i mean spezzos looked really good like he doesn't have the greatest wingers but he's looked good with patrick eaves and yanmark it's uh it's a nice little one-two-three punch that they've got going on, and Nichushkin on the top line really helps them. So, i I was unable to get him in my one league, but I was able to pick him up in another league. So, I'm pretty happy about that. And I love the uh, I love the pickup there, D. Biebs, uh, what do you got to say? Who do you got? Um, Thanks, I got someone with an absolute <laughs> shut up great name. Because um, that's all I do when I pick waiver wire pickups. I just look for the people with the best names. No, I'm kidding. Um, I have Bo Bennett, seven uh, percent owned in Yahoo leagues. Handsome Bennett, of, uh, in English. Yeah, yes, it is. Uh, but uh, this guy is an absolute beauty on and off the ice Um, he has 10 points this year uh... how do you know he's a beauty off the
0: ice (laughs) (laughs) that's his name dude he's literally named beauty
2: I was just, like, trying to, like, talk about how Pascal Dupuis was, like, a nice guy, but, like, I was trying to make it seem like it's just from things that I read. You're just acting like you have personal past yeah, experiences God, with really. Well, D, D said he's handsome
0: Bennett, and so I went sure and looked at right. the guy's picture, and yeah, he's a beauty. Like, he's a good-looking dude. Bennett. I don't know. Whatever. Either way. Oh, man. Okay, um, sorry. Uh, keep going. Regardless,
2: um, he's playing on the top line in uh in pittsburgh and one thing that we know about pittsburgh
0: is something has to happen to get that going because we've been saying it forever and i feel like i'm getting old and just like repeating shit but (laughs) pittsburgh really has to start doing something and maybe uh maybe uh that's our guy bo bennett is uh is the guy they're uh they're looking
2: at and bo had two goals the other night against uh against my uh my boys out in colorado so it hurt to watch but i will admit he did look good up there um on the so first next Sidney Crosby, is yeah, what you're basically saying.
0: next Pascal Dupuis, maybe. Um, I just want to get it right. That's what you're right um, <laughs> next Pascal Dupuis. Well, no, not too soon. There's got to be one. There's got to be one. Soon? But he's playing second I line
2: power play. Um, so he's still getting power play times. He's a guy who um, they're clearly showing a lot more confidence in. Um, they've always kind of been high. It seemed like on Bennett, and he's always kind of underperformed. So maybe, maybe uh, yeah, this man, that's is the best uh, time. That,
0: that, that Dupuis just sucks, man. To quote Nathan from South Park, it feels like a, my heart pissed its yeah. pants. <laughs> What? (laughs) That's awesome. No,
2: but the one thing I was gonna say about Bennett is the unfortunately, what's bad news for Dupuis is great news for Bennett. Uh, He's not gonna have to fight with anybody. Maybe Patrick Hornquist to stay on that top line. If he keeps scoring, he's gonna keep. uh, He's gonna keep playing there. Uh, The one thing with Bennett though is just he's been so injured in his career. So hopefully he can finally start staying healthy and at least it's got to be hard to to put together a bunch of good games and good seasons when you're just constantly injured, eh? Like, you're always just trying to battle back. So hopefully if he stays healthy, he'll be able... I mean, yeah, two points, two goals, two assists in his last uh, in his last four games. So I like that. I'm staying in the same team, mm-hmm. actually. I'm going with Chris Kunitz, uh, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, but he's 52% owned. Uh, Kunitz has a goal and six assists, seven points in his last four games. He's got a point, so that's a four... Four-game point streak. Um, the crazy thing is is that he had just three points in his first 23 games. Like that's The same just, guy who was making Team Canada a couple yeah. years ago. Like, that's, just, that's brutal. Three points in 23 games. Get out of here. I can't believe he's still owned in 52% of leagues. But if he's available, I mean, again, like with Dupuy out, he's probably going to play on that top line with Crosby all year. And, like, I just can't, like, I don't know how long. Like, this might be the last time we can say it. Like if they don't start scoring soon, then we just—it's time to maybe just write the Penguins off this year. Like it just makes no sense. But Crosby's really starting to get get it going recently, so hopefully this is a, a sign of things to come. And uh, you know, Kunitz and Bennett will obviously uh, you know pick hopefully up the follow points. Suit. Yeah, yeah. That's so uh, I also have another guy I just wanted to mention briefly for people in uh, in deep leagues. Sam Reinhart. Uh, I mean, former number two overall pick. He's been playing on the top line. Uh, with uh, Ryan O'Reilly and Evander Kane. I think, though, that they actually just moved Kane off that line and put Jamie McGinn up there. But either way, playing with Ryan O'Reilly, seeing a ton of minutes, is huge. Uh, I know we talked about him a little bit last week, how we, it feels like Drouet and Hart have kind of underperformed, but they haven't really gotten like a fair shake. Yep. He's finally getting, like, he's played 19 minutes, over 19 minutes a night, three out of the last five games. Um, in that time, he has four goals in uh, in six six games so no sorry four goals in five games my bad um so as long as he's playing on that top line this is a guy who had 170 points in his last 107 ohl games so obviously tons and tons of talent you, you don't get picked second overall for nothing so um if you're in deeper leagues keeper leagues as well for sure uh look at reinhardt but uh yeah. biebs let's go to you buddy for uh for fantasy twitter questions yeah, i've been waiting a week for this oh <laughs> uh, but uh again um as always thank you to um thank you to everyone who um who sent in your twitter questions um to at dfo podcast or just to uh, at daily face off again guys send them uh, send them out all week whenever you have a question that comes to your head could be 3 a.m and uh and you just send it our way but if not check out our uh, tweets on thursdays we normally ask for a couple questions so thank you to the people who sent them in um, and, uh, so we're going to start out with, uh, a great name here at Heel Keggy, which is, uh, which is, he sent to at Brock Segan, which is, uh, the expert of us here and, uh, at DFO <laughs> podcast. If you had to choose Thomas Tatar or Kyle Palmieri, and where do you think Mike Hoffman will be next year? Oh, well, uh, as the expert, Thomas Tatar, hundred percent, no bias in that <laughs> pick. Thomas Tatar is just a better you know,
0: experts aren't supposed to be biased.
2: Um, no, it's not even biased. So he's just a better hockey. <laughs> you just
0: said I'm biased, but
2: but it, it it is biased. But it's also <laughs> just like fact. It's like Thomas Tatar is just a better hockey player than Kyle yeah, Palmieri. No, I, I won't
0: argue with you. I'd rather have Tatar, but uh, you know, we listed reasons earlier in the show why Palmieri might also have a case there. Uh, all the opportunities getting to New Jersey. Uh, some things playing against them are the fact that he's Kyle Palmieri, <laughs> so that hurts. Um, got some limitations there. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know, he's been a 15 goal guy forever, Okay, Here's, here, is, here's but...
2: my argument against it Is that our question was literally We had to <laughs> like banter back and forth Whether or not this guy was going to reach 25 goals Tatar had 29 last year He's already got 10 and 28 this year I mean, I don't think there's a question That he's going to get to 25 And we had to argue whether or not that, that Paul Mary is So, um, biased or not yeah. biased Tatar's the guy
0: yeah. We're not even going to let Beavs talk Because we know what he's going to uh, say
2: He's going to say something along the lines of, you guys hit all the nails on all the heads there. So No, I was actually right? going with something like, um, no, nah, actually, I don't have any sweet analogies. I was going to go for like the, the don't throw stones if you live in a glass house, Brock. But like, no, we're just stepping away from any analogies right now. But no, I'm not even, Dude, I'm not touching week. it. So um, I think too, and like where, where will Mike Hoffman be next year? Uh, it's... F- I mean that's a pretty difficult question Somewhere to answer. that needs I think goals. I, and we'll pay money. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty obvious that
0: is he RFA or UFA? Should
2: RFA? He's got to be. Um,
0: but I, I don't know. It's just his age that's throwing me off. Uh,
2: let just, me look. Like, let me look. I got I think it right two here. Copies, right? Like it's both age and service time.
0: Where the hell is <laughs> it?
2: Somewhere. Hoffman RFA. Yeah. So he'll be in Ottawa 100. Cool. percent And I mean, I think it's getting to the point where it's pretty obvious that this guy's gonna be just like a 30 goal scorer, right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Can you argue with that? I mean,
0: up. his production's only increased since he's came into yeah. the league. I mean, I, I, I'm not
2: ready to sit here I mean, and Mark say he Mike is Hoffman's going to score 40 next year, but I think that it's pretty obvious that this guy can be a consistent 30 uh, goal scorer. He's kind of just doing like the Bobby Ryan thing uh, from Bobby Ryan's days in Anaheim. <laughs> All, he just wasn't the second overall yeah. pick. A little bit of difference, but, but
1: you know, scoring yeah.
2: goals. But um, we'll go on to our next question. Um, this one's from, uh, this is actually a. Uh, listener we've had uh, we've had um on before twitter questions but uh they've they've rocked it twice now so this one's from at steven Sues one and uh and i remember that one just because of the Sues, which uh not bad uh but this is at brock segan <laughs> the expert at <laughs> daily face off and at dfo podcast and they say botlo on voracek tyler johnson kessel Lutang, and johansson should any of them worry me can i just start by saying well done, Suze. Well done on the bylows. But um, I'll let yeah, you guys Suze. go from there because these are some nice ass names. So uh. I'm not worried about any of them. I mean, yeah, it's just so hard no. to get worried about a guy like Kessel, who's been one of the best goal scorers in the league, playing with Malkin. Like he hasn't been great, but like you can't panic. Like somebody said, they asked me the other day if they should drop Kessel. I was like, no, like absolutely not. Feel the uh, The only guy that worries me a little bit is is Voracek. Just um, from a goal production standpoint. Other than that um he's like he's playing on that shitty third line but I mean he's still playing pretty well he's still picking up points here and there and it's only a matter of time before he finds his way back to that first line I mean if people Uh, in your league are trading like it seems like low then maybe even swap one swap him into another low deal for someone like I mean yeah
0: I mean (laughs) yeah I don't I think the key is all of these guys are going through uh they're rough stretches right now so it's not a good time to move any of them yeah. so,
2: i would if i was I in your league i would be very league.
0: paranoid for your second half surge because you were gonna
2: yeah i mean just yeah. looking at those numbers if you added if you bought low on those guys that means that you've already got some other nice pieces in place and adding a Vorchek, tyler johnson kessel Latang, johansson all what is that five all five of those guys could find their you know their stride at the same time and you go on a, you go on yeah. fire so i'm not really worried on any of them yeah. i mean I guess the Agreed. reason why I'm not worried is cuz he bought low, right? He didn't trade for their their previous value. Yeah, so he really didn't give to up too much I'm assuming set. and
0: yeah. And like we said, not the time
2: to move yeah. now. No. So um Don't be worried, buddy. Yeah. You go suits. Keep crushing it, keep asking the sweet questions. But you, um Steve? final question, um I totally forgot to mention that some people uh, have been asking questions through the uh, daily face off website which we're also starting to take on now. So um this one's from Benny True. Um not Benny What's up, ben? Not uh True, but uh, Benny True says: um, <laughs> Does Sharp moving to the third line and second power play have a large effect on his fantasy value? Um, can I just say that I called this one potentially happening did. earlier, and then I'm going to let you guys go. I just wanted to, you know. I think it's uh, pretty obvious that it does have an effect, uh, <laughs> but in all honesty, since he's will it be a last since uh, since he moved to the third line, he actually has two goals in three games. So, I mean, and even two nights or uh two like two games ago he played nineteen and a half minutes uh you know in on a third line, so obviously he's still seeing a ton of power play time yeah um
0: i I honestly like can you even call it a second line right now when you <laughs> no, look at you those? Really or a third line when you look at like the second and third line like it's kind of like a two way and two yeah, it really situation. is, like they have their top line, so I, and obviously like unfortunately it seems to be working out well for them so they could stay with that depth i think sharp would obviously be more productive playing alongside spezza but he's still a good enough player that if he's getting the ice time it shouldn't really matter like he's going to create enough of his own offense
2: yeah i think it's just like when you just when you look at the team the way it is like when he's on that third line it's a scary ass team like the way nachushkin's playing it's so deep <laughs> yeah Such like having alice Hemsky like not the greatest player anymore but i mean as, if, as a fourth line winger it's pretty it's scary oh yeah like That's
0: a uh, I, That's a lot of depth yeah. and skill. And I think I think
2: Cody Egan doesn't get a fair shake either. He's he's pretty underrated pl- player. Yeah. Pretty underweight. Like just yeah. a he's a good he's just a good hockey player. So I mean, obviously it hurts his value. You'd fair want to see shape. him playing with uh, Segan and Ben, but uh, I don't think it hurts him to the point where you need to panic. Yeah, maybe try to sell high right now. But um, if for people who aren't really hugging line combos and not looking at them, definitely. Yeah, people that don't know. use daily face off, try to ship them. Yeah, out and own. then slap that idiots. person, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but yeah, that's yeah. all we have for questions. Uh, There's actually one more oh, I just want to mention briefly. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. It's, the expert It's, it's, fr- it's, from, it. it's from Brent Burns' beard. This is the only reason I wanted to ask the question because we talked about him a bunch that's today, and reason. I love the name. It was also asked on the site. The question is, are you related to Tyler Segan? And my answer is a resounding, unfortunately, not. I thought you are going to pull, yeah. like, a random card out of your butt there and just be like,
0: yeah.
2: It's my seventh cousin three times removed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not related. I wish we were, but... Uh, Follow the same
0: ish twitter stuff
2: yeah we uh we definitely have the same skill when it comes to playing hockey <laughs> yeah maybe maybe uh nhl 16
0: but uh <laughs> or fantasy <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. well i mean you're the only expert i know with the last name yeah. there so, you go he's <laughs> a professional <laughs> you're an expert
2: oh man i'm never gonna hear the end of this expert thing i'm not saying i'm an expert by any stretch it's Jeff King seems to so think that I'm saying I... you're an expert <laughs> oh, god all right anyways before this goes any further uh, thanks again. Hope you guys enjoyed episode number 10. It's been fun. Um, it's been fun to bring you guys 10. We hope to bring you 10 more and 10 more and maybe 10 more after that. Just one quick note I want to uh, to bring up. Um, next Thursday is December 17th. We will have a show that, uh, that day. But the following Thursday is Christmas Eve. We definitely will not be doing a show. Sorry about your luck. Um, so that whole... 2 weeks from now we will not have an episode whatsoever but the following week again um the Thursday actually ends up being Christmas Eve or sorry New Year's Eve which again not happening so we're going to we're tentatively planning to release an episode earlier in the week uh that that week yeah
0: should be like right after they come back from their break yeah the exactly
2: so we're going to we'll keep you guys all posted off plan yeah we'll keep you guys all posted on uh Twitter like I said though next Tuesday I think we're planning on having a little guest show as well uh with the boy bagged milk so um, I wonder that what his ben real ben name ben is. I don't even know. I just know him as Bag that, That's it, isn't it? That is his real name. But anyways, guys, thanks so much. We'll throw it, uh, throw it away to the Blue Stones here and let you, uh, let them take you to the finish. Uh, <laughs> should we roll with the punches? I, that I the think we, we should because we're rolling out. and uh, no, I wish I was rolling with the spears. Give it to for, me. Yeah, uh, we haven't Brandon played in Pross. the last
0: couple weeks. All right. Yeah.
2: I'm All right, playing. boys.
0: Bam. It's been fun. Been a long time, been a long
2: time. <laughs> See you next week. Matt, look
0: out for the expert. Peace.